0: Welcome and thank you for joining us at Worship Harvest. We believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission, and we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities and, as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching.
1: Can you please get on your feet and help me give a very warm welcome to Tim Lindsay?
0: We've been uh, taking clips of the uh, the YouTube service from yesterday and uh, sending it to our friends and family and everybody just keeps replying just saying how amazing and awesome this relationship is when we came here we thought you know we were bringing something only to find out we were receiving something only to find out We had a family here in Kampala, Uganda, only to find out that God was resourcing us with his joy, resourcing us with his faith, resourcing us with his peace. But not only that, when we planted um, our church in Zurich, Switzerland, Worship Harvest was the first church to invest financially in our church plant in Zurich. Showing me, you know, you're not the tail. You're the head. And Africa is going to be a blessing. Worship harvest is going to be a blessing. Not just here in Uganda, but around the world. So, sorry for keeping you standing. Please be seated. Woo! Come on now. Let's go. I'm so excited, I have got a word, and this word is for you for 2024, and if you listen to this word, and if you apply this word, you are going to have the best year ever. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I have a picture, I brought a picture of my family. The first picture, for, can you go to back to the, the other picture? Yes, there we are. Uh, as a family, when we were here for three months in Uganda on Independence Day. Oh my goodness, I love it. We loved our short time here. What a blessing you all were. But this is our family now, 10 years later, or 11. There you go. Boom. Went from small to tall, and we're so excited. My wife, Rebecca, is here in the front row. Please honor her. What an awesome, wonderful, wonderful wife of 30 years who has stuck it through with me. It's not easy to be married to me. I have a new idea every morning. And she has stuck with me, and I'm just so honored and so blessed to have you in my life. Thank you so much. All right, please be seated. I was reminded yesterday of our time in Kampala. We lived in Nitinda. Oh, and I know I'm not just speaking to people from Kampala, Uganda. Nitinda is like the party area of Uganda. Uh, Uganda, yes, literally from Uganda, and oh, it's true, and we lived right, right in the intersection, in the back part, so we had all the noise. We were here for our first week, new culture, we're coming from Switzerland, where everything's nice and quiet, efficient, orderly, and then we came to Uganda. And we came to Uganda, and we're tired. It's the first week. I lie down in my bed. Ah, oh, sleep. Gong, 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 gong. What's that noise? What's that noise? Those are frogs. But the frogs are so loud. These must be the loudest frogs I know. Oh. They must be huge. Oh, and why does it feel like these frogs are in my room? And we looked around the house, and then we found holes in the house. Big holes. Ventilation. Oh, ventilation. Frogs right there. And then I fell asleep again, you know. And all of a sudden... Woof woof, woof 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 what is going on my goodness this dog started barking and of course in the there's not just one dog there's like five dogs and they're all over the tinda, and they hear each other and they all join in, in the conversation and they all have this conversation for like a half an hour an hour i'm like oh my goodness can't believe it fell back asleep again and then i woke back up again I, I, I later walked down that road and found out there was like five people in that room, but they had a sound system for 5,000. Serena, Chiawabula. Tenderesa, Tenderesa, Serena Chia Wabula. Tenderesa, Tenderesa, Serena Chia. Tenderesa, Hallelujah! Oh my goodness, awesome! But well, we loved our time here, and we got used to the noise after the first week or two, and then we were at home. And we were so at home. Our children also became Ugandan. And we have treasured our experience ever since. Today, our word together is, if you have pens and paper, then get them out. If you have a phone, then get your phone out. You're going to want to take notes. Because I believe that this year is going to be your best year ever. And the word for you today is dig your ditch dig your ditch okay ooh come on now so if you have made a decision for Christ the bible says that he has deposited in you the holy spirit it's a sign that you are a child of god and just like pastor isaac said here in the front That river is inside of you. That presence is inside of you. That glory, that power, that hope, that perseverance, that wisdom, that healing, what you want to see in 2024 is already inside of you. But sometimes it feels like We can't access that power. We can't access that presence. We feel kind of stuck because we've gone through disappointing situations, challenging circumstances in our relationships, difficult things that we go through in our careers and in our families. And so we're wondering, where is this presence? Has this presence left us? Or is it still here? If it's still here, how can I access this presence? In John chapter four, we read of a story of a Samaritan lady who has this conversation with Jesus. And they're talking about water. Jesus is talking about spiritual water, the spiritual water that can grow inside of her, the presence of God. And she's talking about physical water, And how she can manage her life better. And then Jesus describes this water in verse 14. And he says, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain. A spring. A living well of water springing up into everlasting life. When Jesus says everlasting life, he doesn't mean the life after you've died. No, he came with everlasting life. He came with the presence of God. He came with the kingdom of God. If you've given your life to Jesus, if you've made a decision, you have already started your eternal life. You are already on the track of everlasting life. It is yours. Wow, think about it. Heaven is already here. And all of the resources of heaven are here. So how do we access this river of life? How do we access this, these resources? Sometimes it feels like it's an underground river. You know that we have water, of course, underground. When you dig a well, you could access that water. There are different ways that water comes up to the surface. All right, so sometimes you, the water will bubble up to the surface through eruption. There's geysers, I don't know if you have any geysers here, probably not, but there's geysers in North America, there's geysers in Iceland, where there's a little bit of heat and it heats up the underground water. And it warms it up and it warms it up. And then it starts to become hotter and hotter. And then the pressure builds and builds. And when there's enough pressure, the water just spouts out through the earth. And then everybody around can look and see, wow, this underground river is now in the surface, is now here and visible. And sometimes God will provide eruptive experiences in your life. You're in garage on a Sunday like, like this, this morning. My goodness, you're worshiping. You're hearing the word. And all of a sudden you have this eruptive experience. The presence of God. I had it this morning. I'm sure you did too. Maybe you go and visit a conference or you read a book. And there's just this moment where the presence of God erupts in your life. Well, not just eruption. Sometimes the water surfaces up to the top through erosion. The sun beats down on the ground. The rain comes. The hail comes. The snow comes. It takes away layer by layer by layer until all of a sudden this water starts to bubble up and starts to surface. Maybe you've experienced that in your life in 2023, that you've gone through a difficult situation at work, a difficult relationship, maybe with your spouse or in your family. And it's taken away layer by layer by layer. But as it's been taken away, you've experienced his presence. You've experienced his healing, his touch in your life. And sometimes, the water bubbles up to the surface quite quickly, like an earthquake. Seismic plates underneath the earth are rubbing against each other. And then all of a sudden, the water is here. A seismic earthquake, maybe the loss of a loved one, maybe the loss of a job, and you've experienced the presence of God. But there's one other way that you can access the river of life that is living in you as a committed disciple of Christ. By the way, if you haven't made a decision yet, at the end of this service, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. I'm going to ask you to receive this river of life. And as I'm talking now, I want you to think about who this God is and that His presence is here, and that you can enter into His kingdom and His everlasting life this morning. But there's another way that you can access this river of life, and that is through excavation. You can take your shovel, and you can start to dig, and dig, and dig, All the other ways are things that happen to us. This is a way that God empowers us to dig and access this river of life. Are you ready to dig in 2024? Okay, five. Five are ready to dig. All right, who else is ready to dig? Come on. All right, the first three rows, what about the back? Are you ready to dig? Come on, come on, left, right hand side. Are you ready to dig, guys, back there? Oh yes, so good. You're ready to dig. In 2 Kings chapter three, there's a story of the king of Ahab. So you have three kings, the king of Israel, The king of Ahab rebelled against the king of Israel. The king of Israel goes to the king of Edom. And he goes to the king of Judah. And they band together. And the king of Israel says, The king of Ahab has rebelled against me. Will you come and will you fight with me? And so they band together and they all say, Yes, we're in. So they take their soldiers and they go up to fight King Ahab. And they go through the desert of Edom. And as they're going through the desert of Edom, they can't find any water. One day goes by, no water. Two days go by, no water. Three, four, five, six days, they can't find any water. And finally, they're at their wit's end, and they feel like that they made the wrong decision. And they're out there in the desert to be consumed by King Ahab and his men. So what they do is. They, what the king of Israel says. I know the prophet. Prophet Elisha is right around the corner. He lives in this little town. We're going to go and visit him. Maybe he has a word for us. Maybe there's a piece of Revelation that will bring us to a place where we understand in what kind of a situation we're in. Maybe there's a revelation that will show us what our next step could be. And so they go down to the prophet Elisha. And this is the word the prophet Elisha gives them. Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor you shall see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also give you the Moabites into your hand. So they take this word, this piece of revelation, and they act on it. And they start to dig their ditches. And they dig one ditch after another, all the army, all the men. And then over the night, God fills these ditches, fills these pools with his water. And then the king of Moab comes out and looks out into the land and sees these pools of water. And in the shimmering of the sunrise, he thinks that this is blood on the water and that these kings have fought against each other and now that they are wiped out, he says to his army, let's go for the spoils. And then he goes with his army out to get what he thinks are the spoils and the three kings and their armies come against Moab and totally annihilate them. Dig your ditches. Can you imagine being in the desert can you imagine getting a word like that and thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, what is this prophet all about? What is this word all about? I want to give you just three points. Just three? Three points? Three, three sentences? And, all right, three points and five ways, five ditches. 3 points and 5 ditches God wants to fill in your life in 2024. All right? Come on. All right, the first point. If you want to make if you want to have a different outcome, you need to do something different. If you want a different outcome, if 2024 if you want to take it up a level in 2024, if you want to experience a new presence of your father in your life, then you have to do something different. If you keep doing the same, you will get the same. But if you do something different, you can go up a level. If the kings would have, that banded together would have roamed around the desert another day, another day... They would, be not, they would be no more. Because they did something different, they were able to see the power of God break through. My wife, Rebecca, and I were in a difficult situation in our marriage, in our relationship. Do you go through difficult situations in your marriages? Am I the only one? No, not at all at all. At all at all. Hey, you guys can speak Irish, (laughs) at all, at all, there you go, and so we're in this, we're in this difficult thing, we're not, we're not really, when we're speaking to each other, we're speaking on the surface, we're not speaking on the depth, emotional level, we're speaking head to head, not heart to heart, we're not being, can I say it in church? physically intimate okay alright we understand oh before we got married we couldn't keep our hands off each other we had to fight to keep our hands off each other then after we got married oh we have to fight to keep our hands on each other Oh what a shocking So you have to fight for your marriage. You have to fight for intimacy. You have to fight for closeness. You have to fight to stay together and thrive together. So somebody I was talking, I mentioned this to somebody in my accountability group in my huddle. And I said, you know, this is this is going on or whatever. And he said, you know what What I do with my wife? At least once a day, I hug her for 20 seconds. I take time and I just hug her for 20 seconds. I said, this is my revelation. This is God speaking to me. I got to do something different if I want to get something different. And so... I combined it with another little task because I felt like God was also asking me to honor her. And so now every time she leaves the bedroom and comes down in her morning glory, I get up from whatever I'm doing, whether I'm on my laptop, even if I'm reading the Bible, even if I'm praying, whatever I'm doing, I stop and I get up and I look into her eyes, I say good morning, and I give her a long 20, 30 second hug. Woo! you got to do something different. This little thing changed our marriage. This little thing changed our relationship. Changed our intimacy, changed our conversations, changed everything. It doesn't have to be a big step. The revelation can be a small little thing that can produce amazing results. Because it's a revelation. And because it's from God. And because he wants to do, he wants to fill you. And that's why you've got to do something different. Second point. Woo! Come on now. Mm. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm learning the worship harvest language. Oh yes. Mm. Eh. I will cast up. Second point: the size of your success is determined by the size of your ditch. Oh yes, the size of your success, the, the, the greatness of the outcome you are, are, is directly correlated and determined by the ditch you are willing to dig. Are you willing to dig a big ditch for God to fill with His river of life in you? You know, Several years ago, I was in worship, I was in prayer, and I was asking God, God, I want to see more of you. I want more of your power in my life. I was reading through the Gospels, I was reading through Acts, and I was like, oh, I want to experience more. There has to be more. It can't be that I just have this normal everyday life. I need to experience some of the Gospels, some of the Acts. How? Lord, bring it. And his answer was, well, what size of a ditch are you willing to build? So I felt like he was saying to me, I want you to gather a couple of disciples and I want you to do what my disciples did. If you want to experience the same things that my disciples did that you read out in the Gospels, then I want you to do the same things that they did. And so I got a little small group of five people, and we went out into the villages and towns of Switzerland, and we preached the gospel. We took no clothes, no second clothes, pairs of clothes with us. We just had our own clothes on. We took no money, and we're in a Western country. Where if you knock on a Swiss door and you say, and you, say oh, you know, I, I want to talk to you about Jesus or um, can you support me for a while? Can you, give me a, can you give me supper for tonight? They're like, what on earth are you talking about? And we went for five weeks. Five weeks. And just traveled the country. I'm telling you that was the most powerful five weeks of my life. We shared the gospel with hundreds of people. We led maybe 12, 13 people to Christ. We were able to lay hands on people and see people being healed. We had one of our team members received a picture, a picture of a lady with long black hair on the steps of an old church in the old town of this city. And as we come down into this city walking down we walked so much. We had no money to, for transport. It was either hitchhiking or walking. And as we walked into this village and we come into the church, the churches in Switzerland they're always at the center of the village. Center of the town. And we walk into this town, and on those steps is that lady with long black hair, a police officer. We sit down with her. We lead her to Christ. We introduce her to, her, to the pastor, to the local pastor, and she becomes a part of that family. It was just unbelievable, incredible. The size of your ditch determines your results, determines your outcome. Do you want to grow spiritually? Do you want to grow relationships? Do you want to grow in 2024? Do you want to experience more and more of him? Then be prepared to dig big ditches. Who wants to build a big ditch? Come on. Woo! Oh yeah. All right, third point. You are responsible for your ditch. You're responsible for your ditch. Your wife isn't responsible for your ditch. Your husband isn't responsible. Your teacher isn't responsible. The government isn't responsible. You are responsible to dig your ditch. Oh, I'm talking to your neighbor. <laughs> Wives or husbands. <laughs> husbands, don't let your wives dig your ditches for you. Don't let your wives drag you to church. Don't let your wives introduce you and pray for you and, and hope and, 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 and pray and connect. Do it yourself. Pray yourself. Read the Bible yourself. Come yourself on garage on Sunday. Be in that, in that missional community. Grow yourself. Take responsibility for your growth, for your ditch that you're digging ask God what that is all about and dig your ditch wives (laughs) wives don't try and dig the ditch for your husband let him be it's not your responsibility it's not up to you It's between him and God. Do you know he has his own relationship with the Father in heaven? Oh, big news. Pray that he will develop that relationship. But don't dig the dish for you. Singles. Singles. Don't wait for Mr. Wonderful. Don't wait for Mrs. Awesome to dig the ditch together. Oh, when we get married, I'll dig my ditch. Oh, I'll be able to do it together with this wonderful man, with this wonderful woman. No, dig your ditch by yourself. You are responsible for that ditch. When you dig your ditch, you will become the most attractional single there is. You will become so attractive. You're like, ooh! all the men are, oh, I hope all the men, come on, all the men will be so excited. Oh, wow. This is a lady of her own, digging her own ditch, going after God on her own, wanting more in our own relationship to our Father in Heaven. And the same with the men, of course, singles, teenagers, young people, come on. (sighs) Yesterday was a powerful day as we in the New Dawn camp and we saw teenagers. Yesterday we saw 20s. The day before we saw teenagers. They have a faith of their own. They have a relationship of their own and can dig Ditches of their own. You are responsible for your ditch. Alright. Now I want to give you five ditches. Five ditches that God wants to fill in your life in 2024. If you're willing to dig, he's willing to fill. If you don't dig, he won't fill. If you, have, if you don't have a relationship to Christ yet, he won't be able to fill you yet. You need to make a decision, not just to get the best out of 2024, you need to make a decision to invite him into your life for 2024. And then he will fill you with his Holy Spirit. The first ditch that he wants to fill in your life is your spiritual ditch. It's your spiritual life. It's your connection to your Father in heaven. Jesus spent time away from the disciples, spent time away from the crowds. He withdrew. He spent time in prayer. He spent time reading and studying the Torah, the Old Testament. He spent time just developing that relationship with his Father in heaven. He says, I do nothing without the Father telling me to do it such a strong relationship to his father in heaven. He spent time digging that ditch. He knew that if I dig this ditch and develop this relationship with my father, it will impact everything else in my life. It will give me the relationships I need. It will give me the revelation that I need. It will give me the wisdom that I need. It will give me the strength, the power that I need. I need to develop this relationship. It doesn't happen by chance. It doesn't just happen to me. I need to develop it so that I can grow into it. He spent time. And God wants to do the same thing with you. He wants to fill that ditch, that spiritual ditch with his water, with that river of life. What could that mean for you as you go into 2024? What small little step could you take to build that ditch? If you are praying maybe five minutes a day, maybe you can pray. I know we're in worship harvest. I know. I'm sorry. I'm Swiss. I'm one... Hey! Yeah. I learned that I am not a Christian yet. A, A Christian prays at least one hour a day. A pastor at least three hours a day. And I'm like, oh Lord, I turned to, my, I turned to Rebecca, I said, oh, I have got to make a decision for Christ soon. Whew. I have got to be filled. But maybe you're in the same boat as me, and you, 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 you're praying 15 minutes, 30 minutes a day, and you can up it to maybe 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes. Maybe you're praying 60 minutes, and you believe that God wants more, and you want to up it to a to two hours or three hours or whatever that is that God is calling you to. What step are you willing to take? What size of a ditch are you willing to dig so that that spiritual ditch can be filled with His life? He wants to fill your relational ditch with water. All of your relationships He wants to fill with His life. Jesus developed and dug that ditch so well. He spent time with the crowds, the multitudes. But he spent most of his time with his 72 or his 12 disciples. He even had three disciples who were really close to him, Peter, James, and John. They were the only disciples that experienced his transfiguration. They were the only disciples that experienced the raising of the daughter of Jairus. The only ones. He excluded all the other disciples and said, I want to have this intimate, this close experience with just you three. He chose certain situations, certain experiences to develop those relationships because he knew he had a Father in heaven who wanted to fill that ditch. He needed them and he was strengthened by them. And that's why he spent time with them. In 2024, who are you going to spend time with? Who are you going to share experiences with? Who is on your heart? As I'm saying these things and somebody comes to mind, write that person down. My experience is usually the first thing that comes to your mind is what God is saying to you right now. How are you going to dig that spiritual ditch? How are you going to dig that relational ditch? But then he also wants to build that physical ditch. He wants to build your body. He wants to strengthen you. He wants you to be full of energy. He doesn't want you to lack energy. He doesn't want you to be always tired. He wants you to be strong and able. What kind of way could you build that physical capital, that that ditch that, that God wants to fill? Is it that you could exercise a little bit more? Is it that you could eat a little bit more healthy? Is it that you could drink a little bit more water? Jesus had to build his body. As a traveling uh, uh, missionary, he needed energy. He needed time. He needed rest. And if he needed it, why don't we? He needed a strong body to carry that cross for you and for me. Are you willing to dig that ditch this year? Oh, yes. The women are willing. Are the men willing? Yes. Are the men ready to start today?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> a little hesitation. How many push-ups can you do? When fasting or no fasting? At the beginning of the fast. Men, are you ready to do a couple of push-ups? All right, come on. Everybody up on the floor right now. Everybody. All the men, come out of the aisles. Yes. We're gonna do some. All right, come on guys, let's go, let's go. You ready? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, keep going. 4 4 60 70 80 90 20 keep on. 21 22 come on 22 23, 24, 25, 26. come on kids keep... Seven Oh, <laughs> oh Oh that was good Give it up for all the men in the house. Who says these men are not overcomers? Who says these men can't build capital? Who says these men aren't spiritual, relational, physical? Come on. And now the final two. God wants to fill your intellectual ditch, your intellectual capital. He wants to grow it in 2024. He wants to grow your knowledge. He wants to grow your creativity. He wants you to expand. Jesus wasn't just a spiritual person that prayed a lot. He was a smart person that thought a lot. Jesus wants you to think, to create strategies, to create a plan for your life, for your marriage, for your MC, for business. What is one way you can grow your intellectual capital? Apostle Mose, which book would you like everybody at Worship Harvest to read? There are so many. He ha- now has an encyclopedia. <laughs> mm. He's thinking. He's developing intellectual capital. <laughs> and maybe I've put you on the spot, but we will find out at the end of this service. What is one book you could read? What is maybe 10 books you could read? What is maybe... Oh, The the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth from John Maxwell. Write that down. The 15 Invaluable Laws of John Maxwell of Growth. I'm surprised it's not leadership, But, but it is leadership, of course. Invaluable Laws of Growth. I'm writing that down. Rebecca's writing that down. That will be a book that I will read, because Apostle Mose is advising me to read it. And I gather that that will be a book that you all will read, because of his advice this morning. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still out of breath from my. <laughs> I tried too hard, and the last. Uh, Ditch that God wants to fill. It is perhaps the least important but has so much influence over all the other ditches and it can grow all the other ditches immensely and that is your financial capital, that ditch that God wants to fill in 2024. And... There are many ways, of course, you can do that. What is one way that you can earn business, save, invest, and grow that financial capital in this year? Wow. Who's ready to dig their ditch? All right. Who's ready for the best year ever? So you know, all this would not be possible without a relationship to Jesus, without a relationship to our Father in heaven. And today I want to give you the opportunity to make a decision to follow Him. It was the best decision of my life and has impacted my marriage, my family, my connections, the very reason I am here. The very reason I have family in Kampala is because of my relationship to him. Because the river of life that he deposited in me. And so let's pray together. Let's commit and let's recommit our lives to the most amazing person who came and died so that we might have life. Father in heaven, we love you. Father in heaven, we receive you afresh and anew this morning. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did on that cross 2,000 years ago. We thank you for the power it now brings. The forgiveness of sin. The indwelling of your Holy Spirit. The empowerment that we have to live this life. Empowered to not have to sin. Empowered to love others. Empowered to forgive, empowered to grow, all because of what you did for us on that cross 2,000 years ago. If you're here in the room this morning, as all heads are still bowed, and you want to commit your life to Christ, you want to make a decision this morning hey, I want to start this relationship. I want to form this union. I want His indwelling Holy Spirit. I want the river of life flowing in and through me. And I'd like you just to raise your hand so that I can pray with you. Yes, yes. Awesome. Awesome as you make this decision this morning, pray this prayer with me. Father in heaven, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for coming down and entering into this world to save me. Forgive me of every wrongdoing. Forgive me of every sin. I thank you that I'm righteous now and justified by you. Fill me Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh and anew. Anoint me. Send me. Be with me. Grow me in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you raise your hand this morning, would you do me a favor and just come to the front so that we can pray with you this morning? And as everybody claps, would you just come to the front so that we can pray with you this morning. This is an awesome decision. Well done. Courageous decision. Let's give it up for everybody who made this decision today. in heaven I thank you for every individual here Jesus I thank you for the decision that they made from the honesty of their heart for the willingness that they have that they were able to see themselves according to your revelation in their lives Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, as they have made this decision, would you come now and fill them? Fill them, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Do your work in their lives. Thank you that they now understand that they are not condemned, that their past is the past. That we are now in the presence and in the presence of the Holy Spirit and that their future is determined by your spirit, by your love. We thank you, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you
1: in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank God for what he has done. Oh yes. Can we thank Team for a great message. Our friends who have come, we are very excited for you. Would you go with this gentleman, this pastor? You're just going here. We want to take your name so we can be praying for you. Amen. Let's give, let's give him a big God bless you. Oh, wow. Welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. Let's give them a warm welcome. Ah what a message are you going to dig your ditches man the physical ditch I wasn't expecting it to go live (laughs) at some point it was only Tim and Tony who were still going I'll be there wow thank you so much can you please stand for the blessing Thank you, Father, for this morning and your kindness and mercy to us. We bless you. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for friendships. We bless your name. Even as we go out to start the week, we know you're with us. That you're walking through us. Make us a blessing. To our friends, our neighbors, our workmates. May they all see your light through us. And through our actions and through our words. In Jesus name. Amen. So may God bless you. May He cause his face to shine on you. Give you peace. And may this be the very best week. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever